0: Welcome to The Chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of The Chat Podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for The Republic Newspaper. The chat podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a Southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812 373 9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. The chat is brought to you by Moffat Aqua Systems of Greensburg and Aqua Systems of Columbus.
1: Vote for the Savior is Welcome, near. everyone, to the down. chat.
2: I'm Call coming to, to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for the chat. It airs each Saturday morning from nine to ten o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google and Apple Podcasts, and also Spotify. My guest today for the chat is Marta Boris. Marta is a wife, mother, and grandmother. She also has been a nurse at Columbus Regional Hospital here in Columbus, Indiana, for the past 20 years. We'll be right back with our chat. I'm
1: out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping
2: out. I'm stepping out,
1: out of the boat, for the Savior is near.
2: Welcome
3: the chat, Marta. Thank you, Nita. I'm surprised to be here, but delighted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Will you tell us about your family? Uh, sure.
3: I was born in Puerto Rico, in the hills of Puerto Rico. Never went to the beach, <laughs> as some people would suspect, until I was in my 20s and had already left. But um, my parents, Puerto Rican, um, we lived in, a, in the hills. There was no plumbing, no electricity. You know, we just washed our clothes in the creek. My grandmother, I remember, she cooked on three stones. She would put a pot, balance a pot on three stones. And she knew exactly how much wood (laughs) for low heat and medium heat and high heat. And then when I was um, almost 11 years old, we moved to Brooklyn, New York. Talk about culture shock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my mother became a Christian, you know, when I was uh, through a Billy Graham crusade. Mm Yeah. Yeah when she was 29 years old
2: Mm -hmm. will you tell us about your work
3: my work well i became an an lpn first i worked in franklin for three years then went on and continued became an rn and worked at the hospital for 20 years retired eight years ago
2: when did you come to know jesus and have a personal relationship with him will you give us your testimony
3: I was five years old in a little mission, Baptist mission in Puerto Rico, when I raised my hand to receive the Lord. Then I was 13 years old in a Presbyterian church in Brooklyn, New York, uh, when I went to the front to, uh, and I answered an altar call. And then I was 23 years old when I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, which I, and from that point on, I became totally... I just fell in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was so good and so kind and so forgiving and so loving. and Oh, my goodness, so patient with me. Never yelled at me, never reviled me, never berated me. So patient. And I, and I fell in love with him. And I, I learned, the first thing I learned was that the Word, the Word of God, the Scriptures would tell me everything I needed to know about him. And the Holy Spirit within me took the word and made Jesus real to me, mm. made father, his father, my father. I grew up without a father. I, I was two years old when my father walked out on us. Didn't, have a, didn't know a father, but I've known him as a father. This is that song, you know, that um, my, one of my favorite songs at this time is uh, The Goodness of God. And it says in the song, I've known him as a father. And I've known him as a friend. And, oh, he becomes more and more and more real every day. And my prayer is for people, for those around me, that they would come to know him. You know, where the spiritual becomes more real than what we see. Because just as Second Corinthians 14 says, what we see with our eyes is temporal. But what we see with our spiritual eyesight is real.
2: So you initially came to know him at five, Uh and then when you were 23, you really came to know him as an adult.
3: Yes, yes.
2: What is your relationship like with him today?
3: I get up early in the morning, and I can't wait to just be alone with him. And I've done that for years, four in the morning, and just come and learn and say, Lord, I want to know your goodness. I want to know your love. Unpack scriptures that he has given me through the day or as I sit down, just explain them to me. Mm -hmm. I want to see you. I want to understand you. And I want to be able to reveal you to others.
2: Sounds like a very intimate relationship. Has he given you a passion for anything as we come to know Christ better? He, many times, will give us a special interest, a special hunger or desire to do things or to work in one particular area. Has he given you a passion?
3: The passion is, he gave me a scripture, it's in Colossians 3, I believe 16 says, let the word of God dwell within you richly in all wisdom. And I have fallen in love with his word, and my desire, my passion has always been for my brothers and my sisters in Christ, especially the sisters, to give themselves to the study of the word. The Bible says you err, you are mistaken, you are deceived because you don't know the power of God nor the scriptures. You know, And we need to know the scriptures, especially in today's world. What does the scriptures say? And know it for ourselves and let the spirit of God explain the scripture to us. And that is my desire, and I've, I've taught at CCC. I've taught many classes, many Bible classes, and that has been the, the crux of it. Get into the Word. Just be more noble like the Bereans. Paul says in the book of Acts, the Bereans were noble because even after Paul, the greatest of all above, I mean, he wrote more than half of the New Testament, yet they went home and they searched the scriptures to see if he was really teaching the truth of the word. And we need to do that. Don't don't take anyone, don't take it for granted. Get into the scriptures. And the Holy Spirit, the author of the scriptures, is right there with us, you know, leading us, guiding us, instructing us, enlightening us, strengthening us. Everything that we need is right there with us. And we need to just focus on him and allow him. To open our understanding and give us His wisdom,
2: and the importance of being in the Word. Oh, how yes. much more? How much more could anything be <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right. than that? Well, is there an area or two where God is working on you to make you more like Him?
3: To allow Christ to love for me, which is not very easy. I, I was reading the Scripture several years ago, the book, the Song of Songs, and there is a scripture in the fourth chapter that says, "My love." My spouse, my beloved, you are a garden enclosed. You are a spring shut up. You are a fountain sealed. And I felt that the Lord was talking right to me, that yes, I had opened up to him, but I had not opened up to people. And he wanted, he was enjoying the fruits of the garden, (laughs) but he wanted the wind to blow through the garden and the aroma to just flow out and reach people, so that others could come and enjoy this and i I was at a place where i didn 't like people i didn't trust people, I wanted to be like Mr. Spock in Star trek <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I remember those years when where he was so in, in um, so in control of his emotions, and I felt uh i was I needed to reach that. I just wanted people. Every time I opened up to people, I got hurt. I got hurt. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. And so the Lord showed me, open up. He showed me what he wanted. Open up. Open your heart. Open your heart. And so I started to do that. And that was so difficult for me. But then he showed me all comfort. You know, it seems that every time I try to open up, I got offended. I got hurt. And... But he showed me that the comforter, the Holy Spirit in me, his main job is to comfort me. And when I found his comfort, oh, my goodness, <sighs> he, he comforts like no one has ever comforted me. You know, I remember the first time that I, I was aware of this was when I, I had been crying for three hours solid, three whole hours sobbing. Stopping, stopping. And I said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I felt like I was going to die. You know, it was, the pain was so intense. And I felt, let me comfort you. I remember it wasn't a voice. I just, it was so real. And I said, Okay, comfort me, Lord. Comfort me. And it was as if He took this huge thorn out of my heart and filled me with peace and with such joy. After that, I just laughed for the longest time, and I couldn't believe it. That's what comfort is really like. That is comfort from you. It was awesome, and so every time I feel the slightest, you know, we offended. We get offended so easily. You know, we're so fragile, our emotions. And so I said, Lord, comfort me. I need your comfort. I receive your comfort right now. I, receive. you know, He's always given us discomfort, but we need to learn how to receive. And I am learning how to receive everything that he has already given me. Because he has given us so much. He has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He has blessed us with with every spiritual blessing in every place. But we don't know how to receive. Mm. So I'm learning. Yes, Lord, I receive your comfort. I receive your love right now. I receive it. And I just stay quiet before his presence and receive it. Oh,
2: it's so awesome. The theme song for the chat is a song called Stepping Out. And in the song, it talks about needing to step out of faith and trust God. Has there been a time in your life when God has wanted you to step out of the boat of faith and trust him? Mm.
3: (laughs) Yes. Going back uh, when I, I was 27 years old, this is the first thing that comes to my mind. And my life was, I was totally given to the Lord. He says, it's you and me, Lord, forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) Then I I joined a ministry in Long Island, New York. And that's where I met my husband. And so uh, he and I were sent. We were very active with the full gospel businessmen then and Women's Aglow. And they asked, they started, we were, we led praise and worship. My husband is a minister, he's a minister an ordained minister. So they would ask us, send us Jeff and Marty. You know, I would sing and play the guitar. My husband plays the accordion. We would lead and praise worship services. And after about a year and a half of doing this together, I realized one day that i would falling in love with Jeff. And I said, no, no, Lord, I don't want this. I don't want this. So I started fasting and praying that the Lord would take my, <laughs> would take all my feelings away. And I fast, but, but when the fasting and the praying was over, my feelings were stronger. So I fasted and prayed again. (laughs) The Lord would just take it all away. Well, a year and a half later, we were married. (laughs) Because I knew the Lord gave me scriptures, the Lord, and I knew that if you wanted me to do this, that it was for a reason. And then I didn't want to have any children after after Uh, Because I always thought, this world doesn't need any more children. You know, if I ever want to have children, I will adopt. Well, the Lord worked in my heart. Three years later, I gave birth to my first son, who is a minister today. And at um, and then, two, 20 months later, gave birth to our second son. And so the Lord gave me with, with the children, he gave me the grace and the love to be able to bring them up. And then, one day, I was at uh, Ivy Tech. I was just there visiting, and I saw this whole bunch of nurses coming down. It was pinning ceremony, the pinning ceremony. And I saw they looked like angels in their white dresses. They looked so beautiful. And I said, <gasps> Oh, Lord, I want to be a nurse. And then I said, when I heard those words come out of my mouth, I said, no, I don't. I never, never, ever wanted to be a nurse. Mm. But the more I prayed about it, the stronger it became, the stronger it became. So today I am what I never wanted to do in the natural. You know, the Lord has just worked all these things. And because I knew it was the Lord doing this in my life, then I gave myself. And I said, not my will, but what you want. And it, by being married to my husband, now we've been married now almost forty-two years. Mm. I have two sons who love the Lord, and are, and are oh, just wonderful. And their families, and I have, and I've been a nurse and enjoyed mm. every moment of it. And mm. now here I am nursing my own mother. <laughs> She's living. She came to live with us a month ago.
2: Do you have a designated place to pray each day? Yes. Tell us about it. <laughs>
3: It's all the, uh, it used to be all the way where my mom is living right now. We have a little area. But I go, I go there. Now she's in her room. The door is closed. I go there in the very same place. And I, I sense his presence. Like he's been waiting for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's the most, it is the most wonderful thing, just to know that he's been waiting for me.
2: Marta, we have to take a break. Uh, but when we come back, I'd like to find out more about your prayer life. We'll be right back with
1: the chat out, out of the boat for the is near am stepping out am stepping out out of the boat for the is near I'm we're back with the chat the and boat. i'm
2: chatting with Marta Boris Marta was originally from Puerto Rico she is a or has been a nurse at Columbus Regional Hospital for many years and we're getting ready to delve deeper into your relationship with jesus marta will you tell us what your prayer life looks like will you like start early in the morning before you get out of the uh, bed and just briefly go through your day and tell us what your communication with jesus is like
3: i get up in the morning as i said and i feel like He's already waiting for me i thank him for loving me i thank him for i just thank him for being so good and so kind and you know, one of the things I've always asked of the Lord is to give me scriptures. I know he speaks to me. I know he speaks to us, you know, out of our innermost being, you know, flows yes. rivers of living waters. And He, it's not that we I hear a voice with my audible ears, you, you know, mm-hmm. but I know it's like I remember the time that my son... He was dating a a young girl that I wasn't too pleased about. And they had gone to the the, the youth group, had gone out and then came back. And the youth leader called me and said, um, because I had talked to the youth leader about this girl, and they called me and said, that Jeffrey, my oldest son, had left, and they both had left.
0: And I was really concerned. And I
3: got on my knees and I said, Lord, you know where they are. You know where they are. And I know you said, My, my sheep hear my voice. So I hear your voice. Please let me know where they are. It was late at night. Please let me know where they are, Lord. And it, suddenly I felt as if this big sign across my head said, Millrace Park. Got in the car, drove to Millrace Park, and there under one light was Jeffrey's car. So I yelled in the top of my voice, "Daddy!" <laughs> three times, and here they came out of the darkness, both of them. And he says, Mom, we were just talking, Mom. We were just talking," and I said, "This is not the appropriate place for talking. Please take her home and get home and come back home." Well, that was the end of that because she found she said, "How did she know we were here?" And he says, "God must have told her." <laughs> 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 and so she she never you no, know, they never dated again after that. Um, another time, my mom. Um, was having problems with her her uh, husband, who's now deceased, was really sick in Puerto Rico. And I went to Puerto Rico with the idea of moving. I took resumes with me. I took doctors' recommendations with me. And I went to the Veterans Hospital there. They said, sure, you know, graduate of uh, Indiana University. <laughs> School of Nursing, and you have all these, you know, these recommendations, resume. They were really impressed. They say you have a job whenever you want it. What I wanted to make, I wanted to know, Lord, is this really you? Is this really you? And so I fasted, and I prayed for three days. I said, Lord, speak to me, and I know you speak. Give me the scripture. Speak to me. And I've always wanted a scripture, not just an impression, but I always wanted a scripture to confirm it. And he gave me the scripture. I was early, early in the morning. I was sitting in my mom's kitchen in Puerto Rico. And the scripture came. List, hearken diligently unto me, my daughter. It's in Psalm 45. Hearken diligently unto me, my daughter. Forget about your father and your father's house. And I knew, mm-hmm. I knew it was not for me. And we instead we brought them to Columbus, Indiana. And her husband died.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But he speaks clearly. He speaks, and I, oh, he gives me scriptures. You know to to. Um, confirm.
2: It sounds like you're in communication all day long (laughs) about everything. I
3: pray yes I I talk you know we have an inner language going on all the time an inner conversation you know we are talking to ourselves all the time so I have learned the Lord has taught me how to talk to him instead because talking to myself doesn't help me a single bit but I turn that communication and I talk to him all day long. Lord what do I do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What do you want you know, how do you want me to approach this? Mm-hmm. And I keep saying I let patient, you know, I say scriptures a lot during the day. One of them is, I let patience have its perfect work in my life so that I may be entire and complete, lacking. Isn't that great? These are the promises. He has given us great and precious promises that by these we become partakers of his Mm -hmm. divine nature. And so I as you are, Lord, so am I in this world. As you are, Lord. First, John chapter 4, 17, I think it is, says, as he is, so are we in this world. So, Lord, you are meek and lowly. And humble in heart, I am meek and lowly and humble. Lord, you are full of grace and truth. I am full of grace. Lord, you are a faithful witness. I am a faithful mm. Lord, you are a life-giving spirit. I am a life-giving spirit. And so I confess, you know, a Jew, uh, Philemon 6 says, The, effectual, the um, effectiveness, the communication of your faith is made effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. So when we acknowledge what he has given us and declare it, make it ours, make it our own. You know, and I I try to do this all day long, just saying, thank Mm. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, your grace. You know, when I feel so weak, he says, my grace is perfect for you because my strength is made perfect in your week. I remember one day I woke up. This was several years ago. I woke up in the morning because I had been struggling. I'd been struggling with a weakness, (laughs) you know, with a fault, with a whatever, with a bad habit in my life. And I woke up, I and mean, I went to bed talking to the Lord about it. When I woke up in the morning, the first thing out of my mouth was, but Lord, I am, so, you know, my flesh is so strong. And immediately I saw this, I heard this, not a notable voice, but it says, no, Marta. And he pronounces my name so beautifully. This says, Marta, mm-hmm. no, Marta. <gasps> and I said, that's right. That's right. Jesus himself said that in the garden of Gethsemane, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I said, that's right. That's right. That's right. So I got into the word and started to look, looked up all kinds of scriptures, you know, and I have my concordance. I'm on my third now because they've all oh. fallen apart. <clears throat> and I was looking up and I said, that's right. And then the, the, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. I got it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So you have an idea. Say, Lord, thank you, thank you. I receive your grace right now. I receive your grace, and we are aware of our weaknesses. You know, the more the the more we realize, you know, you know oh my goodness, just to let the Lord knows, lo, you know, I uh, become acknowledge, acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will direct our path, and he, he will strengthen us, and He will enlighten us and he will guide us, and, and he will instruct us. He's right there. He just wants us to be totally and completely dependent mm. on him. You know, as, as Americans, one of our great values is independent, independent. When we need to learn, and that is, this is hard for us to learn.
2: If God could answer one prayer for you, what would it be?
3: He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He has given us the kingdom. He says, it's the kingdom of God within you. It is the Father's good pleasure. So he has already given us the kingdom is within us. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But this kingdom has already come. It is in us. And the kingdom of God is righteousness. My my prayer is I want to live the kingdom. I want to proclaim the kingdom. And I want my home to be an embassy where righteousness dwells, where the love of God dwells. And the Bible says in Proverbs that uh, an ambassador brings healing. So uh, my desire, the desire of my heart is to be just like Jesus. He was anointed of God. He went about doing good, and he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. And as ambassador of the kingdom, mm. acknowledging the fact that the kingdom is in me. Mm-hmm. The kingdom is in me. Christ brought the kingdom, the kingdom of Christ, righteousness, peace, and joy, in the Holy Spirit. I had the Holy Spirit of God living. So where I am, that's where the kingdom
2: is. What does your devotion time look like? <laughs>
3: I start by thanking the Lord. Coming to His presence with singing, I sing sometimes. I talk with Him. I talk, and then I go. I open the Scripture. I say, "Lord," and I always see new things. I see new things all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's, when something just jumps out, I say, "I receive this right now, Lord Jesus. I receive this right now. This is mine. Thank you, thank you for giving me this. I want to walk it today. Help me to walk it. Today. Don't let me forget it. It's so easy to forget it. Yes, you know? yes. He says, Please don't. And I, I'm, I, I, I have. Notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of things because I always write it down. And then I think of other scriptures. And sometimes I dance. And
2: mm-hmm. oh, he's
3: good. He's so good. A and variety of
2: things, it yeah. sounds like.
3: Yeah. yeah, he likes.
2: I'm curious. Uh-huh. Of the nine fruits of the Spirit, which do you rank the highest in? And then I'm going to ask you, which one do you rank the lowest in?
3: <laughs> okay, Um well, love, I think that's the top, and that's the umbrella, and everything else falls under love. Mm-hmm. So I I don't rank, the, I definitely don't rank the highest in, but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I'm learning, I'm learning. Faith, um, love, joy, peace, faith. Meekness, oh, my goodness. Oh, i, I like in all those, but I'm being helped. So which mm-hmm. one I rank the most in, I don't know. Mm-hmm. For hunger, but hunger is not a fruit.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> which one do you struggle with the most? Temperance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: And I don't like calling it self-control, because if I had self-control, if, if I could have self-control, then I wouldn't need God, right? Mm-hmm. So, temperance. And especially, um, I have lost, in the, this past year, I've lost 60 pounds, because that mm. was really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I still am, but the Lord has given me grace and peace and total dependence on Him. Mm. And I need, I need more. But not only temperance in, in, in that area of my life, but in every area of my life. Mm-hmm. Because I want my life to be ordered. It says, acknowledge him in all your ways. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. So what's to be established, totally established in him? Because I have, I keep saying I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ, right? He brings all things to my remembrance. Mm. Do you have a life first? Oh, my God. He gave me many, many, many years ago, the very first on the very beginning of my walk with the Lord. Um, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you are to go. I will guide you with my uh, eyes. other words, Isaiah 45, you are mine. I have called you by your name. You are mine.
2: Are you studying a certain book of the Bible right now?
3: Right now I'm in Colossians. Mm -hmm. But in Colossians, it says in Jesus Christ, it says that the Lord has... um, qualified us to be partakers of his inheritance of the saints in the light he has delivered us from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love Mm -hmm. the great Mm -hmm. and uh in christ dwells the fullness of the godhead bodily and we are complete in him Mm. so i can't i i go to other books but right now i'm in colossians a lot
2: can you tell us a favorite biblical account Mm -hmm. the bible's chuck full of them Uh But do you have a favorite one that you're reminded of often that you've learned a lot from? And just as a favorite Mm -hmm. account.
3: I like it when the Lord Jesus says, I can do nothing of myself, but I only do what the Father does. He says, if you will to do his will, you will know the doctrine. You will know what's of God and what's of man. Um, He says, I always do those things that please the Father. And so I, I love Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. you know be, be, beginning with Hebrews 10 mid midway mm-hmm. where it says it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises and i i like in the in the in the old i i just like it all mm. i mean and they, mm. it just ministers to me at different times sure different sure. times yeah
2: sure marta we have to take another out break out but we'll the the be right back the with savior the chat is near,
1: i'm stepping out i'm stepping out out of the boat for the savior We're back with the chat,
2: and I'm talking with Marta Boris. And Marta, I'd like to know, do you have any favorite women in the Bible? Can you give us one? And why do you like that particular woman?
3: The first one I can think of is Mary, the mother of Jesus, for two reasons. When she was told that she was going to be the mother of the Savior, of, of our Savior, she very meekly answered, be it unto me. She didn't, she just accepted it. That's a very meek attitude. You know, First Peter, um, the third chapter, talks about the hidden person of the heart, the hidden. Let our adornment be the hidden person of the heart, which is very precious in the sight of God. And I always, that's something, I always pray for myself, Lord, I adorn myself with the hidden person of the heart. That's the real me, the hidden person of the heart, created after the image of, of the Lord. And so, and, and that's, so that's why, because of her meekness, she accepted it, mm-hmm. and she she knew what that would mean. Mm-hmm. What That would mean, but she accepted. And because when Jesus uh, at the at the wedding in Cana, she said to those around her, even though the she reminded the Lord, you know, they run out of wine, and he he's he kind of it wasn't his time, and but she said to the servants, whatever he tells you to do. Do it. Isn't that a wonderful attitude? To tell to people whatever he tells you to do, do it. And these are the kind of people that the Lord wants, obedient and meek people. They shall
2: have you had any mentors in your life, people who have helped to guide you in your faith walk?
3: I never trusted anybody at the beginning of my walk because I was very mistrustful of people. And so I gave myself totally to the Word and knowing how to to how to follow, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because I knew that I knew that they would never lead me wrong. They would never lead me wrong. Several people who had tried to help me became very controlling. And so I, I would always go back to the Word, read the Word through many, many times, would read and, and pray and saw the Lord fast. I used to fast quite a bit you know, for many, many years and, and trust it. Now I'm beginning to trust people. Mm. I'm beginning to trust mm. And it's been a long, mm. a long journey. Mm-hmm. But I've given myself, I finally, um, because I know that the Lord is in me, I know that I know that I know deep down in my nowhere. you know, mm-hmm. I am fully persuaded mm-hmm. that I am his and that I heal, he'll come. People will always hurt. People will always offend. I mean, that's the nature of people of the flesh. But I have made up my mind that I'm going to love them no matter what. If the Lord says for me that I'm supposed to love my enemies, how much more God's people? You know, how much more people? And people are so hungry to be loved. They're so hungry for a kind word, for gentleness, someone to treat them gently, to show them the love of Christ, you know, and I've made up my mind, I'm going to love them no matter what. I'm going to let you, Lord, I'm going to be what you've called me to be, a faithful witness.
2: Have you been a mentor to anyone? Now, I'm going to say right here, Marta, I have to say this, <laughs> yes. that you are one of the most loved women in the Christian community here in Columbus. I hear about you from so many women, how you have encouraged them and helped them uh, in their walk with Christ. And so, hey, girl, you're, you're doing a mighty work. So go ahead and answer my question. Thank you. And I,
3: I love, I tell you, the Lord has given me a love for these women. And um, have I ever been a mentor or have I mentored? They say that I have,
1: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
3: And that has surprised me. really has. When you say those things, mm-hmm. it sincerely has surprised me.
2: It's hard to believe that about yes. ourselves, isn't it? Yes. yes. But it's true for you.
3: So I, I bless them. And I, if Christ, if they have seen Christ in me, that is the greatest answer to prayer mm-hmm. in my life. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And I thank them because mm-hmm. because of them, you know, that I have grown in the Lord.
2: hmm Mm -hmm. Well, all of us as Christians struggle and have had struggles in our lives, times of discouragement, times of uh, when we were just dragging low. Have there been any times like that in your life? Will you tell us of one struggle that you have had in your life?
3: Mm -hmm. A struggle, and I think I've mentioned it before, but I used to believe That the more people knew me, the less they liked me. And to be able to just be a part, be with people, be, just sit and be has always been very difficult for me. Um, But again, I'm I'm coming out of the other end (laughs) (laughs) victorious in Christ. He always gives me, that's something I say every day, thank you Lord that you always give me the victory in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you always cause me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater are you who is in me than he that is in the world. But yes, um, when, when my, uh, my son was a baby, you know, he, um, I didn't know if the Lord was going to take him at the time. He was in the hospital for nine days. He had a blood transfusion. An exchange they called it, an edema transfusion or blood exchange because his bilirubin was so high they thought he was gonna die. And then and then they said, and if he does live he he'll be a vegetable. And I remember getting on my on my knees and saying, Lord, do you want to take him? Is it your will to take him? And I didn't sense I said, Okay. You know, I didn't I didn't sense that the answer was yes. So I said, Okay, all right. So then I'm going to keep him. He's mine. You gave him to me? He's mine. We pray for him. He's mine. And then I opened this. I had the scriptures open. I was on my knees and I had the scriptures open. And I, the scripture that came was, he shall not die but live and declare the praises of my God.
1: <gasps>
3: when I saw that scripture, faith rose up into me and I said, Satan, you take your hands off my son. He shall not die but live and declare the praises of my God. My son loves the Lord with all his heart. He's a praise and worship leader. You know, and he loves to sing. He loves to play the guitar. He loves to play the drums. He's part of the worship uh, team at church. So, so, you know, just, I mean, uh, the pain I had to take, it, it's, it's a difficult thing, and I've done this several times, um, to put the pain aside, to put the pain aside and say, Lord, what do you want? You know, and then when he gave me, I was, oh, my goodness, that scripture and other scriptures, I can, can, I said, yes, Then I had what I needed to do battle.
2: Which is the word of God. Is there a song that God has given to you in times of discouragement? Or is there just a song that would you think would be encouraging to our listeners today?
3: Well, I love that song, The Goodness of God. And this is something I've prayed over and over again. Lord, I want to see your goodness. I want to see your faithfulness. I want to see your kindness. Feel and sense your kindness. I want to be surrounded by your love and your joy and your peace all the time. Reveal every time I read the word, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see, your faithfulness, your goodness. So this song is the goodness of God, you know, and your goodness. And it's just every time I hear it, it just makes me cry, you know, how good, how good God is.
2: Let's listen to the song, The Goodness of God.
1: there in the goodness of God hey was all I-
2: Martha, I would like to give you a couple of minutes to say something to our listeners that will encourage them in their walk with Christ. Just allow God to speak through you to minister to them.
3: We need to take our eyes off the world and look unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Look unto him. Look unto the word Get so close to him that everything else around us disappears. He is the only thing that matters. Give ourselves to him truly, completely, absolutely, because this past year was a tough one, and it's not the last. Things are going to get tougher, and we need to know him. We need to really, really know him, that he's real, that he's good, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He will never ignore us. He will never neglect us. He's always, not only is he with us, he is inside of us, leading us, guiding us, instructing us, teaching us, comforting us, enlightening us. You know, just empowering us in these last days. These are dark days. They're coming. And the only safe place to be is in his presence. The only safe place. And as we allow him to shine through us will be that light that the people around us need. And so I want to be that. That's what I want to be. And that's what I'm praying for each and every one of you. Give yourselves unto the Lord totally, completely, absolutely. Get into his word. Get into his word. Take the time to spend time in his word. And you will see, oh my goodness, the dividends. He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And the rewards and the benefits that you'll experience will be beyond.
2: Complex. Thank you, Marta, for those words of wisdom and encouragement. Will you close our time together in prayer?
3: Father, thank you for this time together. Nida, thank you for this time together with our hearers our listeners, Lord. Thank you, my Lord. And I pray for them. I pray for each and every one of them that you would surround them with your light, with your life, with your love, with your grace, with your wisdom, with your health, with your strength, Lord, with your, with your wealth, Lord, that you would surround us all and cause us to know that, yes, you are real. Yes, you are here and you are for us. You will never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. In Jesus' name.
2: Thank you for coming to chat with me today, Marta. It's been great to hear about your relationship with Jesus. You've been such a blessing to each of us as we have listened. And I thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.